0: And welcome to Back on the Ball with me, David Fitzgerald, Dean Edwards, and Colin Lee, talking anything to do with balls, Uh, simply. (laughs) Still available for pantomime and the occasional carry-on film. We're going to be talking about the evolution of football because things have changed so much over the years. But first, from evolution to Euros, I know there's big things happening very soon, Dean, and you've got this great idea. What's happening?
1: That's correct. Um... So, obviously, the Euros, England this year, big big hopes for the, the team. Um, I think it could be our year calling to win it. I, I think so, yeah. We've got a um, great chance. So, we are going to be uh, putting on some roadshow events where we'll be going to auditoriums around the southwest and possibly the Midlands. And we will be watching the games with the participants. Right. And then we'll have a special guest as well that will be coming on. And we can have some lively debates at half time and maybe after the game see how England do we don't know where they're going to be yet but watch this space
0: it's actually not that far away
2: now it's not now, and it'll be great to have the audience involved if you like in terms of question and answers to us what yep. we think will happen who our favorites are to be in the final that type of stuff I think it's, it's quite an exciting little adventure for us you know, he's just come back to me, Dino with his background with
0: Wolves, and you as well. You were, yes. you were there as well. I always remember in the 70s, Wolves came down to play Exeter. <laughs> and I was in Lombrook Street, and somebody, obviously one of the Exeter fans, had just sprayed a bit of graffiti over the wall, and I thought, this sums up football nicely. Because right in front of me, written across the wall, was, "Wobblers are crap. <laughs> I went, mean, Wobblers? Oh, he can't even spell wolves correctly. <laughs> Wobblers. And since then, I'm now 62. Every time they come on the screen, oh, Wobblers are playing today. <laughs> actually, Wobblers played Chelsea, didn't they? A couple of.
1: A
2: couple we won't go ago. into that fix. We won't All right, go Yeah, go. You,
1: can't be, you can't be giving oh. the Wolves any stick now because no. they're doing well. Yeah, and, they're doing very uh, well. Long mate, Rain.
0: Yeah.
2: Sorry, you've got um,
1: the dates. I've got the dates. They're playing Serbia on the 16th of June. They've got Denmark on the 20th of June. And they've got Slovenia on the 25th of June. So if people can make that a date in their diary, it should be fun.
0: Let's take a look, not so much at the evolution of countries, but the evolution of football. Can I just bring in something? Are you too old enough to get into the football bath? Did you ever have that filthy, pond-filled, watery, hang on... Colin's the oldest, come on,
2: <laughs> come on, admit it. Yeah, I mean at Chelsea we had the what we used to call the big bath and after every game you were in the big bath, more like a mini swimming pool to be quite honest and you all got in together after the game and I can remember clearly when we got promotion uh, back into what is the Premiership now, the chairman Mr. Ken Bates ended up in the bath fully suited, <laughs> um, wallet still in his pocket I believe. But yeah, Mr. Bates ended up in there with us. I mean, he loved it. He loved that type of thing, you know, and, and celebrated with us. But we were all in that great big bath. And as you say, uh, the pitches at that time were horrendous. Yeah. You know, and I think I was reading something this week. It was Graham Sunes said that he would absolutely walk it now in football. And if you think about the way Souness played and the pitches now yeah. and the lack of contact, if you like... I mean, that would have been outstanding, you know. But going back to the bath, yeah, you know, we came off the pitches at some stage. Uh, you couldn't see our socks, you couldn't see our boots; they were just mud. And everyone just got in the bath, you know, and, and there it was—the soup, the soup bath. Oh, amazing!
0: <laughs> I mean, they're all gone. The FA banned it, didn't they, at one point? I think they—you had to have a certain amount
2: of of uh, hygiene within yes, the entire ground. Yeah. Full stop. At that stage, I don't. I think we had one single bath. It was just the big bath, and then in the other side of the physio room, there was another big bath, mm. um, and I don't think there was any single bath in there. Mm. <laughs> Do you know? Did, did, well,
1: yeah. Did I mean, wobblers have a big bath? <laughs> it wasn't the wobblers; it was uh, it was um, Shrewsbury Town. I mean, when I first went there, obviously as an apprentice, we ended up having to clean the bath. Now that was a, a chore in itself. I mean, Mm -hmm. you basically needed acid to get the dirt and grime off the back of there. But what we did have, you know, players would get in there with cuts and blood and everything. You know, they wouldn't wash off. You'd just go straight in the bath. At Shrewsbury, we used to have an old gentleman called Fred. And he was an absolute... When you talk about characters of football clubs, this man was a character. He used to fetch the ball when he used to get booted over the ground into the River (laughs) Seven. And he'd get on his oracle. Get on the oracle. Do you get a Coracle. Is it coracle, is it? Yeah, not an oracle. There you go. (laughs) Edit that.
2: (laughs) Edit the oracle.
1: (laughs) Edit the oracle. Hey heavens, it wasn't it. his testicle. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so what happened then? He'd he'd come back into the the changing rooms and he'd have river rats and
0: he'd swing around his head and just throw him into the bath (laughs) and everybody would just scatter everywhere. When was the last time either of you or indeed me ever saw a ball kicked out of a ground? We were the stands (laughs) these days.
1: If you didn't put the ball out the stand Mm. you'd get bought off in the old days. You know, you talk about the evolution of the game. Mm. Pep Guardiola would have not been
0: managing a Southern Premier League team. I remember somebody told me when I was working at Argyle if you kicked it over I think it's probably the Lyndhurst end back in the what, 40s, 50s it would land in the hippo pool of Plymouth Zoo. (laughs) And nobody wanted to get the
2: ball back.
0: <laughs> well, Kenny Allen, he got the ball once and booted it out of the ground
1: and ended up in the jail at Swansea. There's a jail next to Swansea's football ground he
2: went into the jail. <laughs> it was a tactic, actually. Yeah? Yeah, because if you were winning 1-0 with five minutes to go or three minutes to go, you used to say to the defenders, if you're going to kick it out of touch, make sure you kick it over the stand (laughs) so it wastes a bit more time. (laughs) And the player with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, the
0: ball's changed. The foot, the actual boots have changed. Mm. Just trying to think. Johnny Hoare, a great old friend of mine, he used to play in rugby boots in football, which is perfectly then legal. But these days, leather footballs? You are far too young, both of you, to have played with, with the laces. Um, I mean, obviously, that caused major
2: issues. Yes, yeah. As I say, you go back to the pitches and the balls, and obviously the pitches were that sort of muddy and everything else. The balls became heavy, yep. you know, as the game went on. And uh, now it's like, you know, the balls are fantastic. You know, you can ping the balls left, right and centre. And when they started to the change, and they did move quite a lot, and I, I watched a game the other day and the ball moved a hell of a lot in the air when when you're taking shots from distance. Not so good for the goalkeeper, but good for the goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the balls are brilliant. The pitches are fantastic. I mean, they're like billiard tables, you know. I can remember playing at Stamford Bridge when there was like a triangle of mud, but that was most of the pitch. Um, yeah. It's great for football. You know, it's great what's happened, um, but going back to the Sunes thing the other day you know people ask me do you think the the older players could play in today's football absolutely you can imagine George Best in today's football you know? with that near snooker table oh, and also the protection if you like you know the, the defenders and you know they're not really allowed to make contact anymore when we played it was it was different the first instruction was make sure you get in there and hit him in the first five minutes um, that, yeah you know that doesn't happen anymore because you get sent off straight away when no. I first started, you'd only got one sub as well. Yes.
1: You'd only have one oh, sub. yeah. So, I mean, you know, that was a good call on the manager, wasn't it? Because, like, he, he's he got to basically be Mystic Meg, because he, you know, if he loses his goalkeeper or his centre-forward and you took a defender along as a, a sub, you've, you've basically
2: done yourself in, haven't you? Well, I actually ended up in goal for Chelsea one day. Did you? Yeah, against Q- Queen's Park Rangers. Eddie Nadeski got injured, one sub who ended up in goal myself had a nightmare <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he got net rush
0: as well cool. what was the score? Um, how many did remember. you lose by? oh you can't I actually, remember
2: I, huh, I know I let a goal in oh right um, <laughs> I've got to find <laughs> a clip of that I can't yeah, remember it was, against Queen, it was against Queen's Park Rangers yeah I can remember it and uh, that's going back to the one subs you know so when they changed that rule Brilliant for me. I never had to play in goal again.
0: <laughs> you know, the most, you just reminded me of the most bizarre situation. I was the pitch announcer at Argyle and the linesman pulled his hamstring. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember his name. I'm not going to mention him, but he was an absolute gent. And it took three players to get him off. I mean, he was in agony. All the FA guys are looking at each other and went, well, who's going to go on? Someone from the stand there, or something? Someone from yeah. the stand. Yeah. I said, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, is there anybody here with an FA yeah. license? And this, 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 child turned up and went, yeah, it's me, I've got my license. Um, and he came on in his pair of flat shoes. Mm. He slithered across and it's look, somebody get him some boots. And we were looking at it, I think we were about 25 minutes late trying to get on uh, with the game. <laughs> well if these things happen. Yeah I've been it,
2: involved in a game like that.
0: Yeah. It's funny because like even
1: going to the St John's ambulance, we had a leg like, break his leg Phil Lloyd Ooh. at Maidstone, Yeah. And it was a bad break. It was ever so windy that game and we came off and we'd heard that when they got him into the getting him into the ambulance, they'd left the doors open, and it was that windy that day. The door slammed again and broke it again. <laughs> oh, he never laughing. played. He never played again. I don't think it was. It was unbelievable. But I've seen St John's ambulance lads run on the pitch when it's been muddy. Oh, yeah, and trip up with people yeah. on the I mean, people on the stretchers. It's like comedy of errors. It was absolutely mad.
0: We're supposed to be talking about the evolution of the game, but i tell you what, we've, again, we've come completely off subject because you've just reminded me. I've called two matches off in my time. and Not what I did. The ref did, and I had to announce it to everybody, and suddenly there was that hostile atmosphere. We were three, you're going to correct me, Argyle fans, it was Barnsley, and we were 3-0 down, and the rain was... Stare odds, and I just said, it is within the opinion of the referee, and Barnsley turned against (laughs)
2: us.
0: (laughs) And of course, it was, is it 55 minutes? So therefore, the score does not no, stand Yeah, doesn't count and of course they wiped out and yeah, I think yeah. the replay we beat them 2-1 or something like that <laughs> but I tell you what and the only time I've ever told that story was in earshot of Michael Parkinson who was a Barnsley fanatic yes. I remember that <laughs> clang <laughs> <laughs> good old Michael Parkinson he was but a Stuart bloke.
1: Pierce as well I mean he said a story the other week didn't he when he went to Notts Forest he had to still, still be an electrician Yes. He still had to be an electrician. So some of the players still had jobs while they were playing. Oh, yeah. And you didn't think about that because you always thought it was glamorous and, and when we were in it. But, you know, it wasn't, was it? I mean, a lot of the lads did get jobs in, in pre-season, you know, in the early days, didn't they?
2: Well, in the early days, when I was at Tottenham, I told the wages clerk that I didn't want to take my bonuses for winning and drawing. Uh, could you just keep them and uh, collect them and give me... It has a lot lump sum at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so really, Lynn and I didn't have to worry about money to go on holiday or if we wanted to just do things during the summer, which we couldn't afford to do without that bonus money.
0: You had a bad season, end up in painting. <laughs> <laughs> for life. <laughs> <laughs> again, what was... I mean, when you say bonuses, again, let's just... Let's,
2: what are we talking about? How much was a bonus for winning... I can't really remember, but I, I think it was I think it was something like about seventy-five pounds to one hundred and fifty pounds yeah. for a win, and then split in half if it was a draw. So it was extra money that we needed, you know. Of course, it, yeah. But now, I mean, I know I know many years back when Abramovich was at Chelsea, he just cut out. There was no bonus. Because they earned so much money, of course, the bonus meant nothing. So there was nothing other than winning the European Cup, the FA Cup, whatever. And then I think they got a bonus. But I'm pretty sure, and I'm right in saying, there was no bonuses for winning that match, for drawing that match. Because they were expected to win every game. Because they had to be the best. Funny enough, I came across that at Tottenham. Because when we got promotion at Tottenham, because I joined Tottenham when they were in the old second division which is the championship now, trying to get back in. It was the only season they'd ever been in it. So I joined them, and we got promotion. Um, Southampton away, the last game of the season, and we got promotion, we drew 0-0. But anyway, we did it. There was no celebration, there was nothing. I learned that the reason for that is because they expected us to be in the Premier League, so no celebration at all. So Abramovich, obviously these players now were earning so much money, Um, money wasn't the motivation. And if you think about it, if you're earning that much money, the money takes care of itself, if you like, and Mm -hmm. the motivation must come from the player who wants to win, who wants to be the best, who wants to keep his team in the top. And that's what I I believe Abramovich brought into Chelsea. Just again,
0: coming off tact, are all clubs in the premiership? Are they all financially stable? Are they all in Europe? I mean, at one point, somebody this is going back a long time, said there was not one in all four leagues that is actually solid and financially safe.
1: I'd say one of the best ones was Club ran Warsaw. That's probably one of the best-run clubs in the country because I, I, I do know that they are very rarely in, in, the, in the red, very rarely. Um, I don't know whether that was Bonzi or mate, but, um, y- you know... <laughs> I mean, we I, I think most, even Manchester United are massively in debt. Oh, yeah. But they could sell it tomorrow and, and, and make money. But, you know, going back to the, the bonuses, I mean, when I was an apprentice at Shrewsbury, I think it was 2 and £4. Pound. £2 pound for a draw, £4 pound for a win. But then when you went in the first team, it was like two, 10 and £20, pound, which like sort of was just your wages. Yeah. So you double your wages. But then when I went to Wolves, when they, they were going through a really bad period... For some reason, the FA had made them keep their bonus structure the same, even though they were going down the leagues, and we were getting an eighty pound a point bonus. Luckily for the chairman, we never won any games, so he didn't have to pay any money. (laughs) But no, it was—I mean, that was ridiculous because, like, we could have like quadrupled our our wages in, in at that time.
0: Love it. At the end of the season, Colin went to Benidorm, Dean, Babacombe. <laughs> there, there
1: you go. I wish I could have gone. I think Bilston's more like that. And you wouldn't know that place, Dave. Eh? Uh,
0: I've heard. I've heard Bilston. Yeah, very nice. <clears throat> Moving swiftly on, <laughs> we're talking about the evolution of the game. Actually, diet, diet issue. I mean, are you this has fascinated you. And let's face it, you're built like a racing snake. Um, but from a very early part of your career you were fascinated with your health and with dietary and fitness sausage Uh, cobs son. sausage (laughs) cobs yeah (laughs) with or without brown sauce
2: (laughs) (laughs) obviously you, you want to be the best you can be you know and and uh we didn't have any anyone really steering us with regards to dietary hydration dehydration I mean, for example, we've had a cup of coffee this morning, a cup of tea, that dehydrates you. Mm. But the half-time drink was a cup of tea, and, a, you know, it, it, it was totally wrong. Now it's come to a point where they do what they call a sweat test because everyone sweats differently. You start on a treadmill or whatever, the way they do it, you start to sweat. So they, they get you up to a maximum, but they take samples as you're going along, and even blood samples as well they will know today how much sweat that player will lose in the first half of the game and in the second half of the game good grief so the the fluid loss will be put into their water bottle and they yeah. they add other things to it obviously to, for the energy values and stuff like that but that amount of sweat that they have now calculated will be in that water bottle waiting for them as they come in the change room at half time they have to drink all that to hydrate. Yeah. And then exactly the same happens after the game because the understanding now and the full understanding now is that, and, and you'll see it, you'll see the players on, a, on the TV as soon as they get substituted, they have them a drink. That's not just there, it's not just, it's part of their preparation for the next game. Right. So as soon as the game finishes now, the preparation starts for the next game. When our game's finished, it was, we're going to the players bar for, for a couple of half lagers or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's gone massively and, and, and sports science is huge in the game now. You know, you go into the training ground and it's, it's incredible. For example, they've got a swimming pool area yeah. where they can dictate the level of the water because the floor lifts up and down. So, and they've also got a, a rehabilitation area the same. It's a smaller pool. And there's cameras in the rehabilitation under the water, and there's TVs all the way around it. So, for example, if a player is five foot six and goes into that water and he's trying to rehabilitate a hamstring, they will dictate the level of that water by moving the depth of the water.
1: Uh, I I, I can't buy none of this. I can't buy none of this. (laughs) I've seen this in horse racing. Absolutely. Honestly, I, I think it's absolutely crazy. Look, at the end of the day, when I was a kid, I could have gone either way. I could have played professional football. I could have run for England. I had trials for the England cross-country team. Yeah. Now, to me, it wouldn't have mattered whether I'd have eaten six McDonald's, had 10 points of beer. It wouldn't have mattered. I wouldn't have put no weight on at all and I'd have outrun any player in our team. There's no two ways about it. You look at players, they're all different. Look at Jan Mulby when he was, he was 10 stone overweight. You know, look at Razor Ruddock, 10 stone overweight. You look at players now who we are playing, you know, Some of them are overweight, some of them are not fit. I mean, yeah, maybe it helps, but for me, it's just, I think it's finding jobs for people that shouldn't be
2: in the game. That's my opinion. You know, if you're paying someone two or 300 grand a week, you have to maximize that performance. And the only way you can do that is by trying to take everything into account to give that player the the best opportunity to try and produce that. Now, let's talk about Chelsea Wolves the other night. That was nothing to do with their fitness. It was to do, in my opinion, the mistakes that were made by the individual player was an absolute disgrace, you know? If I thread a ball into the midfield and that midfield player loses it and they go and score, I mean, absolutely pathetic. I mean, I've, I've watched Chelsea for a long, long time and they've always had players in the midfield area that are capable of getting on the ball and, and keeping that ball you know you can go back Makaleli people like that fantastic football players it's individual mistakes that's costing Chelsea we're talking about Chelsea here yeah yeah. but going back to the sports science behind the scenes now everything is done to give those players the best opportunity I went up to Exeter Chiefs when it first started they've got the bath tunnel with the ice bath yes you know that is evolution that is what we're talking about I mean we never heard of a blooming ice bath when we were playing you know, we used to do the worst thing ever, getting a hot bath after a football match. Because when you run and when you run distances like you were doing on a football pitch and getting contact, there's certain things in, in your legs especially that you're breaking, you're breaking down tissues. Hey, yeah. to, to get that tissue correct again, the best thing to do is not go into a hot bath. That's the worst thing you can do. The best thing to do is getting the blood flowing through your body as quickly as you can. And to do that, you have to go through an ice bath. And if you're not capable of doing an ice bath, what they do, they put a warm bath for you, and then you turn on the cold tap and stay in there, and it gets colder and colder and colder. So there's lots and lots of ways of doing it. Um, I can remember the famous uh, marathon runner, the girl, who won the marathon lots of times, funny running woman. Funny running woman. She had a funny experience Welcome to an expert <laughs>
1: whole, sport. Uh, the only ice <laughs> way we were looking for, Dave, was the one that went in the vodka and coke. Exactly. But,
2: but <laughs> she... <Are> you talking <laughs> Zola Bud. No, uh, no, not Zola Bud. Um, Fiona it... Lewis? No. was Capaldi. Anyway, she was a brilliant marathon runner. Right. And she took it to the limit. After the race, she put this ice blanket on her, but eat ice cream as well, so her inside was cooling down.
0: Good grief.
2: I I think professionally that if I was given the opportunities that these guys have had, I don't think my career would have finished through injuries because my body is being protected. As soon as I finish a game, I'm preparing, um, my dietary's done, my dehydration's done correctly. I mean, I can remember driving back from Chelsea, having played in certain games, and I used to, when I first went there, and I used to live, still live in... uh, place called Buntingford which is quite a long way my wife had to drive because I was still recovering I can remember absolutely shaking and coming with sweats and 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 my wife had to pull over and I had to go into a shop and get something to eat and drink as quickly as I could the grief. and I more or less collapsed in the back of the car not knowing anything about hydration dehydration taking on food is <coughs> you know certain foods after the game and that's all done for them now it's all calculated this is going to happen on the 28th of july don't forget when we are playing
0: ourselves well some of us are in the in plymouth in the football boot bank charity game um i'm supposed to be going on for five minutes dino's
2: going on for another five minutes (laughs) (laughs) colin lee shouting orders from the line well i'll be managing you two and you know, between now and then, I expect a high performance in sports science, dietary, <laughs> preparation. Um. Have you got that McDonald's? <laughs> I was going
0: to say the only thing I could manage is a Big Mac meal, but that's about it.
1: <laughs> but anyway, we've got to get over this thing of Chelsea getting beat by Wolves at the weekend. It's, it's killed Colin. I oh, know. And I didn't realise it took that much of time. I wasn't going to mention us. it, but you brought you
2: know, it up. But again. We, we, no, just, but we just overran them. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, I, I look at these players now and. and oh, uh, well, he's off again. <laughs> Honestly, I mean I, I mean when, when I when I saw the headlock when I saw the result and then I I followed it through and I and I thought I've got to watch some clips of this and honestly Chelsea are just shooting themselves in the foot and some of these players getting getting the 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 amount of money and let's not talk about money some of these players I don't know they just don't seem to have the desire if you like and the real commitment to make Chelsea Football Club or take Chelsea Football Club to where they've got to go, you know? And you can blame the manager, you can blame... But individually as a player, you know, you should be doing everything in your strength to to try and win a football match. And when you thread the ball into a midfield player who who then just loses it, and the reaction to that is near on zero, Mm. I can't put up with that. I can't accept that.
1: But don't you think a lot of teams reflect their manager? And I think Pochettino, for me... He's got no passion in him. He, he, sits, he sits down in his seat, you know, and I just think the Chelsea players are just not good enough.
2: I'm not saying this now and I, 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 because I wouldn't just make it up, but when they appointed him, I looked at his, I looked at his record because that's, that to me is something that, you know, you, you have to look at. If you look at his record, he ain't won a sausage. I know we're talking about sausage again, but he hasn't won a sausage. Right? Well, Chelsea haven't for ages. he's
0: you just tuned in, you're listening to Last of the Summer Wine, the podcast for football.
2: Lovers. Oh, yeah, he did win at PSV. No, he's off again. But, but not being funny. He's got to get I mean, over it. Yeah. Anyone could manage them and win. That is sort of a done deal before you start the season, you know? So he's won there, One, but Southampton, yeah, he did well there. Okay. You know, and then we appointed a, the, 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 the Brighton manager who you know, had, a, had a great record at Brighton and that but we're talking about a team here that whether you like it or not uh. that team has to be competing for the top of the premiership Right. Right, we've had enough of Chelsea now.
0: Actually, we've had enough of this podcast. Uh, Just matrons phoned and uh, wanted back in the home. Uh, You're listening to Back on the Ball, although I suspect probably not. Uh, Brought to you courtesy of Greenwood accountants and Wallen solicitors. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. It's been a real journey, the evolution of football, uh, and we evolved into a totally different programme at the end. We'll see you soon, OK? you finished? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wolves 4, Chelsea 2. God. Was that the
2: score?
1: It was. I missed that. Oh, yeah.